Don't don't don't, <laughs> don't fucking sound, sound shame you. Yeah, listen, listen. I see what you're doing. This ASMR. Thing. Stop. You're stroking it. I don't ASMR. like it. You're putting the AS on the ASMR. <laughs> yeah, the assumed summation of what I don't want to hear. Mm. All right, this is s- what I want to hear every time. Oh, that's a turn on right there. That's it. That's it. Hey, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Kentucky Commons Radio Hour. I am Michael Moeller in Louisville, Kentucky at Homebrew Brewery. Thanks. Thanks. <laughs> You screwed it up brew. last week, yes. so Michael gets one. Oh, dude, normally I hate when you interrupt, but just the thanks. That was like, <laughs> this is perfect. Joined by one, John Ronane. Hello. And David Satterley. Yeah. Uh, and tonight's special guest from Saltwater Woody, uh, Paul Heinzman. What's up, guys? Hey. Thanks for joining us. Uh, if you want to see the beverage that we have on the table right now, uh, I hope you're watching on YouTube, uh, youtube.com slash at Louisville Ale Trail. Uh, go ahead, subscribe, rate, listen, share, comment, do all those things. It really helps the algorithms, uh, supposedly. I don't know. But, but I do like seeing the, the, the subscriber count go up. Uh, so please hit that subscribe button on anything that you're watching or listening to us on. Um, I'm wearing a tank top. You're, you're wearing a tank top. Look at you go. Look at you. you the sun's get, out, guns I'm out. With it. This I'm, is, this, I'm trying to get people to watch the video. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, that, this is the appeal. That's That's it right there. Uh, Paul, we're going to learn all about Saltwater Woody and everything that you've brought with uh, brought for us tonight. Uh, but John, tell us a little bit about this beer that we have to start off the show. Yeah, so this is a fun one. We've got a lot of things we're going to drink through, but we thought we would start the show tonight uh, with something that is just fresh in the Louisville market. Um, it's not the first time it's been here, but it's watermelon, chicken, and grits. And if you guys think that sounds familiar, uh, it is because it probably is. A few years ago, the Atlantucky guys, um, the some of the members of Nappy Roots opened a brewery kind of split their time between Atlanta uh, and Kentucky, hence the name of their brewery. They make some awesome stuff. And one of their first releases in this market they did as a collaboration with Against the Grain, um, Watermelon Chicken and Grits, Golden Ale with Watermelon. I'll just read you the description because I think it's awesome. It's, uh, ah, nah, hell nah. They have gone up and done it. It doesn't say that, but you guys know the song. Uh, We're nappy to present one of the most country fried ideas we've had yet. When Ron Clutch, Skinny DeVille, Buffalo Style, and Fresh Scales, a uh, fish scale, sorry, fish, came with plans for a brew so good you could drink it for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. We had no choice but to make them Atlantecky Brewing Boys proud. So whether you're balling on a budget or not, you'll be in total nappiness chugging watermelon chicken and grits. Oh. And then they got all their signatures down there. So they did this one. It's really fun. It's really they did like that uh, little video where they were like grilling and the the garage door opened and then you were in the ATG production facility. If you guys remember that one. Sick. But mostly, we just want to shout out our friends. They're going to be bringing this one back into the little market. So uh, keep your eyes peeled. Maybe they'll have a tap room someday. Maybe. Maybe. Or until then, we can help for more distribution. Uh, they're fun, guys. We like Ron. We see him around. Yep. Yeah. The one in Atlanta is Atlantucky. Yep. The one in Kentucky is going to be Tucked Atlanta. Tuck Kentucky. <laughs> yeah. I have high hopes. <laughs> uh, yeah. It's going to be a good day. Here you are, gentlemen. Perfect. A little bit of watermelon golden ale. Thank you. And cheers, Atlanta. Cheers, guys. Nice big watermelon nose. Holy cow. It's a lot of watermelon. It's a lot of watermelon. Sure. Yeah, cheers. 
Way to make it weird, David. Thank you. <laughs> you said cheers and we didn't cheers. So it felt like we needed to cheers. If you say cheers, you got cheers. Very watermelon it's flavor, a too. Burst of watermelon. Yep. It's very, very bright. It's very, very juicy and fruity. Watermelon is one of those flavors that's kind of like uh, hard to incorporate subtly. So I think if you're going to go, go this way. It's really big and bright. It's very refreshing. Um, I really actually do get the chicken and the grits flavor coming out as well. No, I actually oh. think that was just like a, I don't think there's any chicken or grits in here. It'd be great if there was. Yeah, actually, I wouldn't be that mad at that. Yeah, chicken and like some biscuit malt maybe or something. But uh, yeah, look for this one anywhere, probably against the grain. And I think uh, you can find it on the Lantucky's website as well. Find places near you. Very nice. This rides a line of like, um, you know, like a golden ale with some fruit in it, but it's not like a, it's not sweet. Mm -mm. You know, it's just like a dry kind of golden ale. A little bit of a... It's situation, yeah, if you will. Refreshing. I like it. I don't know how to taste things like you guys, apparently. I just think it's good. No, no, no none of us do. <laughs> yeah, we just kind of make <laughs> it up as we go. It. I just say it's good. Perfect. It is good. It is good. Yeah, sometimes I say it's fine, you know, <laughs> but I'll usually say it's good. Yeah. Um, so, Paul, you are a CPO at Saltwater Woody. Hey, I don't he, know he what, asked that, me what your title was, and I wouldn't tell it. Hey, I don't know what that means. So, what does the CPO do? Chief Party Officer. Um, so, I came. <laughs> uh, I came from Stockyards Bank, uh, local bank, and everyone in the bank is vice president, senior vice president, assistant vice president, CEO, president, all these terms. And I was like, I don't want to be any of that because it all sucks. Not that it sucks, but it sucks. And I was like, I want to be something totally different. And I looked because, like, a lot of people do. A lot of people in startups do like chief people officer or chief yeah. whatever officer and yes i am being lame like making my own chief whatever officer but chief party officer wasn't taken and chief party officer is the one where like people might like roll their eyes when i see and i roll my own eyes but it's like it's one of the ones where i can i can like do the shaka with my hands and be like oh, okay this guy's not the worst person in the entire world but he is lame and i'm like yeah that fits but he <laughs> likes to party i do you're not you're not from the c-suite you're from the c-suite hey, <laughs> oh. new business card <laughs> wow you like that can we, yeah, I do can we like stop that. this? I need to write that down <laughs> everywhere. I need to we'll go put, put that in my LinkedIn tab. Yeah. We, are, we are recording. <laughs> Side note, speaking of which, uh, I do have to remind you. Oh, I'll save it for the when we start drinking. But yes, Chief Party Officer is the is the title uh, that I've given uh, myself. I love it. Uh, we've given David the title of VP of Fun. Oh, mm -hmm. what? Yep. Congratulations. I don't that. That, that today is your raise, your promotion. You you are not fired like we usually joke. We actually are promoting you. I, will I mean, cry. you're wearing a take. Congratulations. Off, so. Ah, I was trying to make up a like a funny plan words where the VP stands for like very persistently against fun or something, but yeah. all the, you can be the VP of fun. This guy has management material written all over him. Yeah, I agree. I agree. <laughs> yeah, when you said CPO and like I have corporate trauma and you're like, I'm like, <laughs> yes. God, he's in HR. <laughs> <laughs> he's he's here to fire me. I get fired like every month. Corporate so. trauma. Love yeah. that term too. So a lot of good terms. Keep them coming. Yeah. Keep oh yeah, coming. absolutely. So you're, uh, you're talking to three saltwater Woody fans here, but for the listeners who maybe are not for, familiar with it, we can, we can kind of start where this sure. story wherever you want. 100%. Three, but I do remember that there was at one point whether or not it entered your like official market. Getting, um, like parlance or whatever, the legend of Saltwater Woody. Oh boy, do you remember telling me about this yes. at one point? So, this is going way back in the original marketing of Saltwater Woody. Um, because Saltwater Woody actually was started, um, because myself and two guys, uh, my two co founders, uh, we were actually boating off the coast of South Carolina. We went down to South Carolina once in a while. And this is when you guys all had like um, jobs, yeah. We like, all this is when we had jobs. Yeah. Um, so we were boating off South Coast South Carolina and we had actually found our death founder and found something weird, uh, at the bottom. So, we're like, we I was like, it wasn't that deep. The water was crystal clear. So I jump in and there was actually a barrel at the bottom of the ocean. Turns out in the 1600s when literally rum, um, 
classic uh, pirates yeah. were literally shipping and running away from you know paying taxes pirating. there were pirating mm-hmm. um there were barrels of rum that could fall out and because they're tight they would either sink or float but nine times out of ten they would actually sink um, it's a buoyancy thing, I buoyancy think. thing yeah. yeah so yeah. we actually found one of those barrels uh, we found out it was rum because we actually had opened it it took us a little bit of time to open it we tasted the rum and the rum had been just mixed with the salt water so perfectly and that's where salt water was born and guys, I'm totally fucking with you. That's a totally <laughs> bullshit story. But the reason we had that story existed originally is because when we started Salt Water, we were like, everyone who starts an alcohol brand, especially in the spirits category, is like, oh, I got this recipe from my <laughs> right. great great grandfather. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or like, oh, this bourbon is, is made from limestone water with this. And oh, it's the perfect five flavors of like, okay, shut the hell up, dude. It's bourbon, dog. Like, you're just making this marketing uh, story, this right whatever. And like, we, we, we wanted to like poke, poke, poke shit at it and say that, hey, this is all bullshit. And it's still on our website. It's all bullshit. We make up a funny story, but that's exactly what it was. The real story is much less cool. Uh, we just had the idea to make basically the only, what it is, is the only real fruit juice flavored American rum that's cut to proof with salt water. I was going to say, had that been the real story, it would have been tight. You would have been a lot bigger by now. <laughs> <laughs> Should have just run with it. No one would have fact checked us. No. Like, no one was there that no, day. We you lost me you. at you going to the bottom of the ocean to ah, get a barrel. Nah. And they then, like, how hired the, uh, like the guys heavy. who had that Titanic sub. That was their first oh. mission, mm. but it went much better. All right. Yeah, too soon. Uh, okay. Good though. So what is uh, not maybe not the real, but like what is saltwater, Woody? Yeah. So basically, the the original kind of what actually happened was I got connected with these two guys, those same two co-founders I was talking about. Um, and this is back when I was working in the bank, um, and I knew I wanted to do something in the startup world. They knew they wanted to do something in the startup world, and because we were in Kentucky. There's so many craft bourbon, so many craft beer, so many craft, so much craft happening in Kentucky right now. And we knew we wanted to do a spear as well. But bourbon was so crowded, beer was so crowded, vodka, gin, all these, uh, all these spirits have so many craft, you know, crowds. Rum was the only one that had, for lack of a better word, wasn't being touched. Sorry, excuse me. So we were like, let's hit rum. And we want to do something totally drastic, totally different because we identified that rum was honestly the first spirit distilled in America, mm-hmm. helped build this country. Um, it was the reason which war with the British and I will fight all of you guys if you say no. Um, the, the Boston Tea Party happened over rum. They should have called it the Boston Rum Party. Um, but long story short, um, rum just has such a rich American history um, and it died over the last 200 years and we kind of want to bring it back. But everyone who brings back rum today does it with the same exact package. They do it with either pirates or they do it with dark or they do it with aged. And honestly, for the average American consumer, it doesn't not to sound rude, but to a lot of people make rum, it doesn't actually taste good to the average consumer. Like I can enjoy a good aged Jamaican Caribbean blend rum, whatever. Um, but the average consumer is going to enjoy it. We want to create something that the average consumer will enjoy that can actually bring back American craft rum dominance. And that's why I saw what we want. That's why we use real fruit juice. We think people like real today. Uh, that's why we use, you know, an American rum, which not most rum is in Americans in the Caribbean or I mean, there's Japanese, there's French, it's all over the place. Um, but then the thing we did that's most wacky is we cut to proof with salt water. Uh, it originally started as a marketing joke. It started from that story. I love it. And it's it's a, it's a total game changer because salt, uh, the, you can literally hold a bottle to your ear and hear the ocean is the marketing <laughs> side of it, right? Um, but in reality, uh, exactly. It's like, oh, whoa, <laughs> here I am. Challenge South, accepted. South Carolina, here I come. Um, but in reality, salt is a flavor enhancement tool. Salt brings down bitterness, enhances sweet flavors. I've uh, seen we- Eat, Pray, Love. <laughs> right, wait, is that that thing? Uh, yeah. yeah, that sounds about right. Um, but it, it is truly a flavor enhancement tool that truly brings out the juice. Again, why do people put salt in their grapefruit? Um, same exact reason we have a grapefruit flavor as well. Uh, we have the grilled pineapple here, uh, but the same exact reason. So we put it directly in our spirit, which completely changes not only the mouthfeel, but also the taste, smell, everything about it uh, just changes the game. 
I think that you guys, it's fun to bring innovation to it too, because you and I've known each other for a little while. And Long like, time. Yeah. 30 years, as we said. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and even when you were in the banking world, like you worked a lot with small businesses and stuff like that. So, uh, but I remember the first time you told me, you know, about what you guys were doing, uh, it's like, well, I think you originally started by telling me the, oh. the original story. And no. I was like, let's go. <laughs> but, you know, then you were telling me too, just about what you'd said about how you were like, hey, name five like bourbons. And it's, you know, it's easy to do. It's like Buffalo Trace, Eagle, da 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 da. da. And it's like, name five like gins. And it's like, you know, Bombay, blah, blah, blah. You can do that easily. It's like, name five tequilas. It's like, no problem. And you're like, name five rums. It's like, Bacardi. Captain Morgan, Captain Morgan, Bacardi, and Captain Morgan and Bacardi pretty much own the rum world. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's pretty much all it is. And there's so much room for innovation Huge. there because, as you said, like a lot of it is kind of the same thing. And I don't even necessarily associate Ural's product with the stuff that I've had before. Sure, because which was the goal? Which was the goal? Good. A lot of yeah. rum's not very good. It's not yeah. very good <laughs> because they try too hard to be like again rum right now. The biggest growth in rum right now is in the aged rum because rum is trying so hard to be bourbon, which I think is honestly not the right way to go. Because not that there's anything wrong with bourbon, but at the end of the day, people drink what they want to enjoy. And again, you can make a great cocktail out of bourbon, but bourbon does not appeal to the masses. And rum could appeal to the masses. Rum was actually a a poor man's drink in the 1700s. George Washington paid his troops with rum. People would drink, uh, the average American male would drink like two liters a, a week. Like it was amazing how much rum they were drinking, but now they're trying to make it something that it's, I th- but I think it's not aging it and making it dark. And and also the global rum ministry, shout out to their Facebook group, are the most pretentious assholes in the entire world because think if your rum isn't gonna join that group tomorrow oh, it <laughs> yeah. sucks we're going we're gonna be those guys we suck live, we live for that shit so they, oh. they hate saltwater no, we no are joke. posting this podcast to that group. yeah 100 no joke they are so one of the people on that page so the cola is like the label approval for our for our spirit the spirits world right so someone had seen that our lemon when we are when we applied for our lemon uh rum to be out, someone found the label, one of the administrators, and they posted it to the group. This is a global group. So our Saltwater Woody Lemon was posted to this global group. I was literally ecstatic. I was like, oh my yeah. gosh, they just shouted out Saltwater Woody. <laughs> All the comments were the vomit emoji. Oh my god! Because everyone was like, oh, that sucks. Like flavor, putting flavor of rum, you know, whatever. Is it the Ministry of Rum? Yeah, Ministry of Rum. Um, they're all assholes. Uh, but the wacky thing is we had won, in 2020 when we first launched, our grapefruit won the rum of the year at the Bartender Spirit Awards, which was like out of this world. I mean, there were Japanese, like I said, there were Japanese rums. There were rums from all over the world and we fucking won. And we didn't, apparently there's ways you can like, I don't know if Bartender Spirit Awards allows you to pay them, but some of these awards, if you see them, some of them are, putting some money underneath the table and they're getting some good, good backing. Awards. It sounds like we didn't use any, but no, we didn't have any money <laughs> when we first world, started, baby. but um, we didn't have any money for start, So we didn't pay anyone and we won, which is nuts. 95 out of a hundred. Um, and I was like, I literally, I did personally comment on every single vomiting emoji and all the mean words. And I was like, guys, <laughs> this is my business. Like, like this is really, I think it was like, it's like, it's fucking inappropriate. I was like, we just won the bartender's burgers. I'm sorry. This doesn't appeal to your taste. So you don't need to be an asshole about it. Like yeah. you can say, I don't, I don't appreciate it. Oh, I was, oh, I was so pissed, but the, fuck them. So what do they living. hate about it the most? Do you think, is it the salt water, sugar, or the fruit? sugar, fruit, okay. anything, anything that's not rum, anything that's not rum and water. I guess essentially. it's funny. Cause that's what I fucking love about your all's brand. Thank you. So, um, I remember the, like when you told me about it, the first time I was like salt water, like what that, why? Like it just, it's going to be like, salty it's gonna like be weird and then i tasted it and it just adds a whole different level of complexity, complexity. yep um so where'd that idea come from did you honestly get- it was all well it actually so part of it too was the joke of like hey why do people drink why do people drink rum when they're on vacation why don't they drink it when they're at home like everyone drinks a pina colada when they're on vacation everyone drinks a you know a mai tai when they're on vacation but they don't drink it at home right they only drink it in summer or whatever 
So we kind of wanted to bring the ocean. Uh, this is hey, dude, we, we wanted to bring the ocean to the Midwest. Mm. And the way we did it was transporting salt water to your uh, liquor cabinet. And that's where I started. And it was all a joke. And it wasn't until we actually started talking to flavor scientists who helped us develop the actual blend of saltwater woody that said, like, you know, you're using, if you want to actually use salt in it, you know, we can actually, you know, it's, you know, it's going to change the flavor. And we're like, yeah, of course we knew that. It's like, but it, it did not, it did not start as a flavor enhancement tool. That was a secondary thing, but that's what changed it. It most. really works. Nuts. It's, it's, uh, if people have never tried it, like you can find your stuff, you can find it at pretty much all the places. Pretty much Saltwaterwoody.com. Right? Yeah. Find a Woody. I just, I just like, I, I'll have my rum outside and I'll be on my patio and I'll sit in there reading a book, probably 1984 by George Orwell. And this plane will fly over and it just releases all these gases. And then I sit there and I, I get another couple of pages in. It's like, wow, this drink tastes different. And I'm like, it must be the salt water <laughs> they're putting in the air. That's exactly it. Yeah. yeah. Bringing the ocean to you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Thank That's you. It. I'm glad you engineered that. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. What, uh, what is your distribution like? Oh boy. Um, so when we first launched, we were only in one state, namely Kentucky, actually born on the 4th of July, 2020. Uh, was the Hell first yeah, day brother. we were literally, it didn't have, yeah, absolutely. 4th of July, 2020 was a Monday and it just so happened. RNDC shipped us into distribute into liquor stores the week prior. So Monday was when they restocked and basically 4th of July, Monday, 2020 was when we launched. Um, originally we tried launching March, 2020, but there was this virus that went around. Oh, yeah, yeah. Does something. Um, but um, now here we are later, we're now at 15 states. Wow. You know, some crazy ones like California, Texas, and Florida. Uh, but literally, honestly, some of our best states, you wouldn't believe some actually best cities, Wichita, Kansas, Chattanooga, Tennessee, um, Atlanta, Georgia. You know, we have some crazy cities uh, that are really successful for us um, that are just tons of fun. Again, I've, I travel nonstop. I manage all the sales across the country. Um, and I love it because in the, the, obviously we're all kind of, you know, alcohol industry. Um, when you travel to a city, you can learn it however you want it to, but I think you learn it in like the food scene and the drinking scene. Cause that's where you talk to the bartenders who live there, who, you know, experience there, who talk to other bartenders in the service industry. And I travel to all these places. Now people say like, oh, I'm from here. Like, oh, like, oh, you know this bar? Oh, you know this bar? Oh, you know the guy who works behind the bar there? I love it. Well, you kind of, uh, you know, it's 2020. We were all going through COVID. We were all downloading TikTok. And uh, <laughs> you uh, started kind of blowing up on TikTok because Trying. you were, you, you kind of did. Yeah. And you and you were doing this series on TikTok of just like, this is the best like dive bar or this, nope. these are my favorite bars in this state. Uh, and yeah, you just proved it. Like just by traveling and going to all these places, you kind of learned a lot about the the market. So we got the CPO, the As, P, yeah, cheap party after <laughs> yeah. partying. Yeah. A lot. Well, and the TikTok started too because I could not think of a way because I was in Kentucky and our Kentucky sales were great. We all of a sudden launched in Indiana. I was like, I've really never spent much time in Indiana. I don't know how to sell in Indiana. I don't know how to get consumers to sell in Indiana. So I thought about every single way to get someone to see my content in Indiana. And that's why I'm like, what if I focus on the crazy laws in Indiana? And I was like, what, how do I type out solar with crazy liquor laws? And all of a sudden I started doing crazy liquor laws of every state. And like, it, I call it unselfish content. Like it was content mm -hmm. putting out that mm -hmm. people, it's not pro saltwater, what do y'all wear a saltwater shirt in it? But like people see it, they might become a follower of me. And then every once in a while I make so pro saltwater woody content, it doesn't do as well, but they still get to see that. And I use the hashtag Indiana, hashtag Indianapolis. I make sure to use the hashtag targeting. So it was all, I mean, it, it, it all worked just to get me a lot of followers, but it all worked to make sure that I was getting laser targeted TikToks in those areas, and it's it's popular to meme on Gary V. But you guys should go back and read some of those yes, old books. Yes, yes, Maybe yes. Oh, jab, 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 right it was up. you who turned me on to Gary V. Originally, too. Maybe I think it was. I'm yeah. pretty sure it was. 
Um, I was going to ask you guys too about a bit about the COVID thing because you guys did open up right about the beginning, and we don't have to talk about like geez, we don't have to please. relive those memories. But I just wanted to shout out you guys because what you all did with your first experimental batches was turn it into hand sanitizer and give it to small businesses, which you have yeah. in your bathroom. Yeah. I saw that yep. alongside I, Everclear. I don't even think it's yeah, your product that, anymore. I, I think I just Everclear. keep refilling it. Uh, but that please. was super cool. I remember you just fun. came by and you're like you just gave bottles to all the people and everybody needed it back then because oh, yeah. like there were shortages and stuff. So just wanted to shout out you guys Hell for doing yeah. that because that was super cool. Well, no, COVID fucked us so hard because March, so March, <laughs> <laughs> so my, so I got triple fucked. So March, <laughs> March 21st, 2020 was my original wedding date. Yeah, that's right. And that's canceled nice. the wedding or I had to call all my guests the Monday before had to call him because it was too early or too late where I couldn't send him a mail and called him and said, Hey, don't come to my wedding. So my wedding was literally myself. My parents were on FaceTime. We FaceTimed him and my photographer and a priest, no one else. What about your wife? Nah, she was there. <laughs> okay, okay. Um, but, um, but yeah, so and literally we drove three hours home from Columbus to Louisville and our honeymoon was just basically staying home and quarantining. Um, but the other thing is we were supposed to have a honeymoon that was a month long in Thailand, New Zealand, and Australia. Mm. Canceled that, obviously, because we weren't traveling. Yeah. Um, and then uh, Saltwater Woody was supposed to produce March 24th, 2020. And basically all three of them got fucked. And I call it Black Monday because basically it was the Monday when uh, I called all my guests, told them not to come. Honeymoon got canceled. And I was like, I hope I get my money back on that. And then at the very end of the day, because, um, you know, all the states were announcing differently. So Ohio in the yeah. morning announced we were shutting down weddings, no longer allowed. And then at the very end of the day, Bashir, I think it was Bashir at the time. Right? But yeah, it was Bashir. Bashir uh, yeah. But he announced uh, alcohol non-essential in businesses. And at that time, it, it included bourbon, which is a we use a co bourbon co-packer at that time. So it was like, we're not making rum. And I was like, oh, fuck. Just quit my job. No health care. I was like, everything's gone. <laughs> Lost my wedding. I was like, oh, boy. Well, uh, <sighs> but it all worked out. Here we are, right? Fifteen we always, states. We've talked, so we've you know uh, a lot of the businesses that we talk to are people who have opened up since that kind of time. And one mm -hmm. of the things we've oh, kind yeah. of started to realize is that uh, all of the all of the businesses that have kind of opened up or just kind of had to build their business model around COVID seem like they can just do anything. Yes, because you kind of have to learn your it's some kind of like an ego death or something. Mm -hmm. Like you just have to learn that you can't just go out and do something. You have to adapt every yep. single day. And, and the, the world, world doesn't care. Exactly. Like the world doesn't care. It's like, I've spent my whole life on this. Why isn't the universe just doing this for me? It's like, it doesn't care. Yeah. You can try as hard as you want. There will be times that tribulations. But I think that you carry that ethos forward, or at least it seems like, like all the people we've talked to, I mean, the business models are the cores are just so strong and the people all like get to know each other really well, too. So it's like oh, yeah. you get a good culture going. Uh, so, yeah, kudos to you guys for like uh, making yeah. it work. You guys want to try it? You yeah, let's absolutely. Do it. So yeah. before we before we uh, do that, uh, we just had some beer. They were great. Uh, but let's cleanse our palate. Oh, yeah. here we and go. Have baby. a little bit of an underberg break. Hey. Berg break, as we call it here. That's on the so show. genius. I love that. And, How'd you uh, open that? I was trying so hard to open that. I was like, <laughs> you just did that in the second. I was like, what the hell, dog? It's all right. It's dumb, dumb proof. Uh, you know, before, say, no kidding. before we actually uh, started hitting the record button, you were saying that um, you hadn't really tried Underberg that much previously until you started working in the, you know, quote unquote, you know, service industry and, and around the alcohol spirits. So true. Yeah. Um, I think Underberg, uh, yeah, I think everyone in the service industry just tries to find something that they can drink that they're like, oh, no one else will like this. I, I want to be the person who likes this. That's what it is. Green People chartreuse. still pretend to like Malort. Yeah, green chartreuse Malort, is great. Dude, yeah. Malort is super popular in Kansas, by the way. Saltwater you know, like Chicago Woody. thing? <laughs> 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 Jesus. 
<laughs> go but, back to your Facebook group. And sir. Like, Jameson's a big one. Like there's so many spirits that are that but underberg um actually underberg has a crazy history yeah we had well, I mean, five it's generations it's, it's right? over 175 years of there delicious go. goodness 43 different uh countries or er, taking herbs from those countries to just put in this little bottle just for us to enjoy well we found, out, child, if we found out today that the rep or the salesperson for underberg is a person that i know who literally lives right down the road for me um which is just all the smallest world in yeah i mean do we just chug this do we just do it so oh. moeller knows how to give the proper directions i think oh, yeah boy. i would just say 45 degree angle oh uh <laughs> let it all come out at once don't you know don't sip it uh, and then what i do this is a little controversial i don't mm. know I, yeah. love I let it pool underneath my tongue mm. it's freaking weird and then i just take it all back at once oh my god uh, i do that as well i'm gonna have to bleep that part out yeah all right. <laughs> cheers. cheers guys you guys you guys don't mind if i cry when i drink this do you <laughs> no, no. <laughs> I, I thank you underberg time. thank you underberg turn it up baby let's go You really hear that little glug, glug, glug. And it's such like a pleasant little experience. It's a good ASMR opportunity there. Uh, but yeah, if you've never had Underberg before, ask your bartender. Uh, see if they have it uh, wherever you are listening. And they, do. and they probably do, especially here in Louisville. Louisville loves Underberg. You know what it goes really good with? Grilled pineapple. <laughs> yeah, yeah, to that point. As John mentioned, Ooh. there's three Saltwater Woody fans at this table. So, hey, yo. I'd like to try it. Let's try it. Let's fuck it up. Uh, okay, so now here's the first. Yeah, so uh, here's the here's the here's the dilemma. Uh, I brought the grilled pineapple, which is our flavor that we just came out with. Um, I meant to bring pineapple juice and a little bit of triple sec or sweet and sour to make you know homemade pineapple uh, smoky margaritas, uh, but because I'm an idiot, uh, I didn't bring any of that. So I literally just have warm grilled pineapple. So I, I, I unfortunately am doing you guys a disservice. Um, and please don't try it until we get through the interesting piece, and you'll know why when I you know what I mean in a second. Here you go. Thank you, sir. She's that, baby. Oh, we, we should have done this in the first place. Right. Yeah, we got to see the colors. You got to see the colors here. <laughs> but, um, but yes, um, so we're trying it well, warm here. And the, the thing on grilled pineapple was, you know, we have, three, we have three other flavors before we had grilled pineapple. We had our original, you know, our white rum. Uh, we had our grapefruit. Uh, was our best seller. That was good. Oh, it's a killer. Yeah. Sorry. I mean, I've, I've had more shots of grapefruit saltwater woody than I've had of anything in my entire life. Yeah. Uh, but the thing on grilled pineapple is, you know, grapefruit, lemon, and original are all oh, oh my goodness. They, we do have ice this is this is a game changer I was wondering what the fuck you were doing back i forgot there. i brought right. ice last time yeah it is frozen it is still yeah. ice uh, but the crazy thing about so grapefruit lemon uh those aren't rum flavors right yeah. it's not coconuts it's not pineapple um so and we, they also somehow are when you really think about exactly, it exactly because yeah. it works because uh -huh. rum enhances sweeter flavors it works perfectly but we with grilled pineapple we wanted to get back to our roots pineapple is the best selling flavor or second best selling flavor in the rum category second to coconut um so essentially we want to do pineapple but we're small we can't compete with the real pineapples out there we want to do something totally different and smoked is something that just completely does not exist in the rum category mm, it no. exists in the tequila it exists in the bourbon yeah uh, it kind of exists in the gin obviously exists in the you know in a couple other ones in the beer uh but it doesn't exist in the rum category we wanted to bring it to there and what better way and what more american way can you think of and how do you make a pineapple american well throw it on the grill uh so that is what we did uh with our grilled pineapple again it is sweet it is smoky uh, i call it our game of thrones uh rum it's our song of ice and fire oh, um good. you know when you first smell this guys you know you're gonna smell it and you're gonna get all pineapple you're gonna get all sweet um, and even when you taste it, the front of, and don't taste it yet, uh, but when you taste it, the whole front end of your mouth is all going to be sweet. But the second you swallow it, the second it leaves your palate, it's 
all going to be smoke. And it's a different smoke than a mezcal smoke. It is more of a grilled smoke that we were aiming for. Um, but the reason I don't want you guys to try it yet, because there is a cheers that I want to do okay. because okay. I'm a loser and the chief party officer. Because <laughs> I want to, but I have a question for you guys. Okay. And you guys are all smart guys. So I have a question for you. Yeah, debatable. Do, you do you guys know? Engelbert Humperdinck. <laughs> it's always Engelbert Humperdinck. Yes. Okay. Uh, but do you guys know, if you had to think logically, what comes before part B? Yes, I do. What is it? Part A. Part A! <laughs> you are a dad. Oh. Yeah. So, dad <laughs> joke. Oh. And don't feel like you need to shoot it. Just sip it. Have a good time. Um, it's delicious. And at the end of the day, I always, my go-to is I mix this with pineapple juice. I mix it with uh, triple sec, sour, you know, whatever. I love making smoky pineapple margaritas out of these guys. Uh, but ultimately, you can mix this with Sprite. There's I also, sour. if you mix it with coconut Red Bull, I call it my electric pina colada because <laughs> it's basically obviously coconut and pineapple makes kind of a pina colada yeah. with a couple other flavors. This guy um, parties, dude. <laughs> this guy parties. It's an issue, yeah, actually. I, uh, it was invented in Denver, by the way. The electric pina. I was in. We we were launched. We launched the grilled pineapple, and I was in Denver and with with the grilled pineapple, and I was at a bar. Which like bar? A, uh, Blake Street Tavern. Uh, on Blake Street, um, and they were like, "Oh yeah, we can mix this with our coconut Red Bull." It kind of makes pina colada. I was like, "Oh, we can call that." Yeah, it does. Yeah, I can and I was see. like, "What about the electric pina colada?" And I was like, "Let's go, boogie, woogie, woogie, boogie, woogie, woogie." Yeah, right. So it um, tastes like rum, um, but then the kills. thing is, the the pineapple is really, really like because you were saying it's fruit juice. It's not like some kind of weird, it's real amalgamation of like whatever Red Sea something or other, whatever. Uh, yellow 23 or whatnot. You, it tastes like pineapple. It tastes like real and pineapple. The grill actually really comes through and as it well. Sticks with you. That's what sticks with you. Yeah. Yeah. That's a that's a unique uh, smoke taste that you don't always get in other beverages. That's, I don't think I put anything in this. And oh. I, I was kind of thinking yeah. like, to me, like a pineapple juice would just like... Welcome to Danger Zone, guys. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And the nice thing is, so also like rum punch is really big. It's actually the second um, cocktail ever made with rum or actually second documented cocktail ever made with rum um, uh, behind the uh, uh, the daiquiri. Um, but the planters or the punch or rum punch um, with this is so perfect because punch is so sweet and I said smoke is pretty muted here but like in a big punch with a bunch of sweet that smoke just helps to balance it out so if yeah. you make this with a good rum punch I mean you throw any ju juice you want orange juice pineapple juice grenadine or sorry not grenadine um, cranberry juice whatever and then throw this in there it'll cut it perfectly mm -hmm. cuts yeah. it and uh, it's still 70 easy. proof even though like it tastes quite fruity it's still, still it's not proof. like yeah it's people still wouldn't so and also another flavored rum thing is to do 42 proof mm -hmm. like uh, Malibu it's a Malibu right yeah, yeah Malibu does 42 proof uh, which is super and, crushable okay super sorry good. Malibu we forgot them that shit is so fucking. Oh, bad. it's bad. It's hard, and it's all sugar. It's and suntan like, lotion, man. It's all sugar, and actually, fun fact, guys, for every serving, there's only three grams of sugar and seventy three. I thought there'd be at least hundred calories. Seventy three. Seventy. Well, seventy three calories and three grams of sugar. Wow. And real cane sugar, and obviously allulose. There's a there's actually a sugar that's present in that's actually in fruit. Mm -hmm. uh, that's not. It, it cane does. Sugar. It, it has the like fruit sugar smell, yeah, real. and it's almost intimidating. But once you realize it's not like candy, like sugar, like artificial, yep. stick uh, to your tongue. Yeah, like it. That that's a weird thing I, I don't think i've had like this experience before especially in the rum variety no. um as i i've only had like darker 
like rums that have excited me are like the plantation like 10 year sure. or the OFTD. Which or, have their place. Yeah, which yeah. have their place. And th- those are great for mixers, but like I can just have this. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Actually, easy. I do remember the, like, at the only times that I get your all stuff because I always buy t- to share with Courtney because she like really likes it because okay. it's like fruity and fun. Um, and usually... I just end up drinking it all. <laughs> As you should. Like, I'm not even making cocktails. I, I do want to say the, the, the branding on this has been great. Yeah. Uh, I mean, the, I've seen your other bottles, but this one's uh, in particular, you know, you see this convertible surfboard in the back seat. Uh, you have waves crashing with pineapple slices and half pineapples. And you got like the beach vibes. And yeah, just right off the bat, grilled pineapple, American grilled pineapple flavored rum, sweet and smoky grilled pineapple. And then this is something that you were already saying earlier. But just the description of this thing is go, perfect baby. and so on brand. We are proud that our flavored rum is distilled in the American coastal south. Our recipe is blended and bottled in small batches and cut to proof with diluted salt water, providing an ultra smooth and smoky pineapple flavored rum. So that that like that's pretty standard for most like descriptions mm-hmm. of spirits. But ChatGPT couldn't write that if they tried. Yeah. Nah. <laughs> so but here's where it gets fun, which I, I love that you own this as to your point earlier. We know we don't have a long and fascinating history, but we do have a dang great tasting spirit that will transport you back to senior year spring break. Yeah, you remember that year. <laughs> I love it. And that's what it actually says. Yeah, you remember that year. Yep. 100%. I went to Disney World. It didn't taste like that. <laughs> <laughs> that's literally what is inside of like uh, Mickey Mouse's costume. But I was thinking what about it like in there. Accurate. I was thinking about this with oh, white wine more. and thinking about like as a spritz. Mm-hmm. Huh. And we do have this uh, sake seltzer okay. on, from Lexington. Oh. Kentucky. Oh, sake uh, this is a merge. Uh, this is from the void in Lexington. Um, but they do a plum ginger um, sake seltzer. So oh, yeah. I'm, I'm adding this. Mix it up. We, it. we swim well in all waters, my friend. <laughs> As let's, we said. Yeah, let's spritz me. Share it. Share it spritz dude. me. I want to have it. I'm telling you, I think I, I'm going to mix it with the garage beer. Yeah, yeah, I'm going to yeah. finish mine uh, yeah, here yeah, a little yeah. bit. I'm going to mix it up on my next one. I'm going to next run. So can I share a nice little uh, rum cocktail recipe that I have? Hit yeah. me, baby. Uh, this is something that I, mean, I haven't delightful. had in years, uh, mm. but it's something that I had when I was freshly fantastic. 21, 22, 23, uh, when my friend Mike and I, we would go camping. Uh, we brought two things with us to go camping. We would bring a bottle of Sailor Jerry's. Oof, turn me on. And probably like just a couple, four packs of uh, 16 ounce Budweiser's. Ooh. And uh, our method was much like looking back now, it's like a really crazy like spaghetti of sorts. Spaghetti? Uh, spaghetti with Aperol Spritz and Miller High Life. So uh, what we would do instead is we would take, we would crack open a can of the Budweiser. We would take a big old sip and then we would just top it off with uh-huh. Sailor Jerry's. Baby. And then we had Jerry Buds. Jerry, Jerry Buds. I like it. Uh, Jerry Bud night was a bad night every time. <laughs> Surprising. <laughs> I was waiting to see like the conclusion of the story. When this you said Sailor Jerry's, I got flashbacks. <laughs> I, I don't recommend it I'm still unless drunk. you want to just get drunk for the sake of getting drunk. Like it's not a tasting experience by any means. Yeah, Sailor Jerry's uh, is rough. Yeah. It's, it's like when you watch Dragon Ball Z for the first time and you're like, on the next episode, and you're like, I know what happens. <laughs> <laughs> He's dying. All right, uh, David, walk us through this uh this concoction that you just made though. Oh, uh, the the spritz, the sake. What do you, pineapple? What do you call it? Uh, sake <laughs> apple. David made it. Let David Saki do it. Saka Woody. Saki Saka Woody. Saka Woody. Saka. There's something there, but nah. We're th- I'm calling it a 
pine wood sock. There you go. Okay, Ooh, I like it. Ooh, turn it on. Okay, 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 right. okay, okay. Now, now you have a way to get into the Lexington market even more. Ooh, mm-hmm. I will tell you. Also, the one fun thing about saltwater woody in this last three years, you know, I grew up in louisville right and i was one of those people in louisville was like oh you know louisville we're we're not part of kentucky we're like cool we're hip we're fun and like i never explored outside of louisville right like i never i thought you know never went outside of louisville and i was very sheltered and with saltwater woody i've traveled every corner of kentucky paducah uh, bowling green um you know um lexington everywhere um and i'm here to say shout out to my girl lakin in paducah if you haven't been to paducah yeah it is fucking awesome. I love like Paducah. I turned up in Paducah on a Tuesday night, like out to like one in the morning, like turned up. And like I was robbed in my first few years of life because I never wanted to go outside of Louisville. But Kentucky is sick. Um, and I got to travel because for, for Saltwater Woody and I am obsessed with it. And again, I learned it all from the bar scene. But here's a shout out. Kentucky is fucking sick. 120 like counties. It's something that's actually counties, maybe. maybe happening all over like the U.S. is that we are seeing a resurgence of small town communities. About it. And I feel like a lot of it is, you know, because I know Paducah has a couple good craft breweries. Um, and then there's a lot of just good like local hangout bars and like kind of cocktail mixology kind of comes into play. Hell yeah. So I, you know, they, all communities to some extent are built around like the 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 local pub or the local bar, the local like watering hole or the third space as we like talk about sometimes, but it's, it's fun to have be, be a part of that with a good product too. It is. And the best thing is like, I used to be in banking. It's like going to banking meetings again. I'd love my time in banking, but like I was selling treasury management products. Mm-hmm. I won't That's even bore so you guys. Hot. I know. Turn me on. Right. Uh, but like, I won't even bore you guys with what those are. You weren't drinking Underberg at those meetings. Wasn't surprisingly <laughs> uh, after those meetings I was, uh, but you know, I'm selling something fun. I'm meeting people who want, again, it's not like I'm like making them drink something that's going to like, that's poison. Like it's literally just something that tastes good, fun. And, and when I mentioned you can make it with coconut Red Bull, it's like, oh, we're turning up right now. Oh, we're doing shots. Oh no, we can have them as cocktails. No, we'll have them as shots. Oh, okay. Well, here we go. And um, you have a very unique product too. So it's, it's not different. like you're necessarily like, you should choose my company A because X, Y, and Z. It's just like, hey, try this. I'm not coming in saying, hey, I'm selling bourbon. Or hey, here's another craft tequila for you that you've heard of. Or here's another craft you know, whatever that you've heard of before. Yeah. It's like, I'm selling something you've never had before. I can guarantee it. Let's turn up. I think, I think it's because the word grilled is in like the label, but like not to, not to be offensive, but like hey, baby. cooking with this sounds Turn me on. interesting. Like a little, I could uh, marinate some chicken. Rum, no, like, what, dude, rum, like, rum ham. Rum ham. Rum yeah. ham. Oh, rum ham. ham. Great reference. Don't people usually put like cherries and pineapples in like those Hawaiian hams too? So you don't like, you know, marinate with alcohol for their own. <laughs> uh, uh, it's the opposite, right? Yeah, you would flambe it or do something. Shut the fuck up. Or tomato, or, potato, yeah. tomato, potato. <laughs> but I would. But I would. Or Turn if I'm just grilling and I have that charcoal yeah. smell in my nose, oh, yeah. I'd be like, yeah, let's just let's just have a little saltwater woody. So, Cap Cabin's quarters. I know has made something with our lemon before. They made a dessert. Ooh, but I'm not good at things to know what it was. Some kind of like a rum cake, pineapple uh, rum like cake a, or some a, shit. It was, a, it was a, lemon, lemon. like a lemon sorbet thingy. But just, uh, yeah. but um, shout out to Brandy, Chef Brandy, Chef B. Um, she made something. It was, and I never got to try it, but it was sick. Like you can, I mean, obviously you can cook with liquor. I mean, I, people cook with alcohol all the time, uh, but uh, you can do a lot of wacky things with these. And I love hearing when people make wacky things with them. It's like shit. Because I don't, I'm not smart enough to come up with things. And when someone else comes up with things, I'm like, sick. So can we have... Just go ahead and put it out there on the record right now. Let's go. Can we have a Kentucky Commons Radio Hour podcast cocktail competition with Saul? Oh, yeah, we Whoa. should. And the best cocktail recipe wins. And 
Yes, I'm in. We'll put it on Instagram. People can send in their best ones, and then we'll like uh, next time you're in town, we'll make them. And the winner yeah. gets the amazing swag. Yeah. Uh, swag for the package. for the team here, for the MVPs here that have you on the podcast, I brought hats that are sexy AF. Uh, literally, the second you put it on, everyone is jealous of you, which is dangerous. Uh, shirts, red, black, and blue. Well, let's go ahead and let's, let's, let's go ahead and show. bring them out. Yeah, yeah we we you yeah. know we asked we uh, as part of your your show and tell you want to kind of talk about the the merch that you have and it is fun merch mm-hmm. it, it's and the fun branding again not not like a lot of craft spirits try to be so like heavily like proper craft and proper it's like oh we sell xyz we do this like we just like dude this is like people like tell us that they, they might not even like be drinkers but like oh the hat looks cool like let's go yeah give me that hat let's right go now. toe baby let's go and i can't believe i'm not wearing a hat right now i usually always wear that this no, hat uh no offense to malt europe i love you yeah uh, but oh just, of course just doing this right now muller's got like office. three hats for every day of the week i hat yeah I'll see how it goes honestly yeah uh, oh, how uh, did you get the number right? Perfectly. Uh, you got the, you got the, I know, I know it's, I know it's right three. Perfectly. I know it's three. That's a good looking hat. This guy, this guy belongs on a podcast. Damn. Hold up a t-shirt for the camera. Oh, they're right, 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 over, right, right next to you more. Oh. Yeah. You, you guys are going to fight over these. Each one is kind of a different material. One's like a Heather. One's like a heavier. Um, but, um, and I'm wearing one. Actually, I got shit. on. Oh, okay. I was transporting some things. Chief party um, officer of always has things. So we have shirts here that are all soft as hell. These are, um, I like the district shirts. These, the district shirts are my district, favorite. They are the best. So I actually used to be a, in college, I was a, a custom apparel salesman. That was one of my, I had like tons of jobs in college, uh, but I sold custom apparel. So I, I became a shirt snob. These district makes some of the best shirts in the market they're comfy um, they hold up over time oh. yeah and they kind of look vintage day one yeah, yeah they look good as shit yeah. Dog. yeah it's huge um and shout out to locally devin kelly uh who does all of our uh all of our, pretty much all of our point of sale uh but i also brought okay we got uh <laughs> a surfboard keychains floating keychains you don't know how important this is until that one time when Falls you have this on water. your keys and you're huge. like huge Thank God for saltwater Woody. That saved my that life. Saved my life. And the biggest thing is, oh, we also have. Uh, he forgot to bring that for the dog. Oh, uh, we should have given that one to Leo. Yeah, we have a dog bandana, or just a also a bandana. Uh, but we also have these. You want to know the biggest differences in uh, koozies is neoprene. So huh. real neoprene, um, high quality. Uh, you guys get neoprene. You gotta so go neoprene. We just got some neoprene koozies last week. For the first time ever, Ale Trail koozies. Gotta it's like go. a it's like a wetsuit for your uh, it beverage. Li- literally is, and yeah. it's, it keeps it in. But you have to go neoprene it. But it's a it is a like. <laughs> so it reminds me of my 2020 days. Michael is a bandito. You're the saltwater bandit. Saltwater bandit. For those of you guys listening, he has it uh, over his face. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you, that looks good. You look ready to go party. I'm ready. This guy could turn up. Yeah, man, they they call me the the, the CPO for a reason, I guess. But, but the one thing is with point of sale that a lot of brands get wrong is they try to order too many of something, so they go cheap, and it's not good. But I want someone to wear my shirts because they're comfy. I want someone to wear my hats because they look good. Um, I want someone to like feel, and the branding obviously it has to work, but like it has to all work. Um, so we don't cheap out uh, much to the. Shirts cost a lot of money sometimes. And and hats we, cost a lot of money. We know. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah, you guys get it. Um, but it's so worth it. So to see someone wearing our hats, and even if they don't even, it's like, dude, that's all what Woody. He's like, oh, that's the like most fun thing, too. <sighs> it just must be how like musicians feel like when you hear your like song on the radio yes. or something. If you just like see somebody in the street rocking your stuff, not for any reason, just because they like the shirt. 
it's comfy Huge. and they like like the memory they have when they got it or whatever. Huge. Yeah, it's big. Yeah, it's a uh, so yeah, we bought point of sale for the guys here. Uh so try not to turn up too much. Uh wearing those. Um, and be careful. Like I said you're going to you're going to walk out of this uh this uh the shop tonight and you're like, "Oh my gosh, we what, all what we all cuddle in the hammock at the end of these things." Yes. In, Wait, in you have back. a hammock in here? Yeah. We can all four cuddle in it tonight. She's the weed. I think it just unlocked like another circle of Dante's Inferno. Um, <laughs> But uh, what Michael and I just did was uh, take the saltwater woody pineapple grilled, uh-huh. uh, mix that with the plum sake or Oof, plum and ginger the plum, sake. The plum, plum pine. What did you say? Plum pine. Well, if I said it, then pine you wouldn't wood, have to say it. But pine wood I'm sake. Pine wood sake. Yeah, yeah there you go. Sake. Thank you. And then also uh, garage beer lime. Okay. Turn me on. That's what I'm, that's what I'm turning so up on. So now we have beer sake rum. You know, they say not to grill in the garage, but uh, I think we're doing that right now. Yeah. Oh. I don't know. I did it. We were trying. It's garage. Like it. like it. like like There's a lot going on in my brain. I also got some tahini flakes in here still from my oh, last uh-huh. Actually, turn me on to the sun. Where did that? Where did, uh, where did uh, tahini go? Did it go Muller somewhere? Stole it. Yeah. Shake her up. We're just going to We're just gonna throw it in. We're just going to. We're not going to make a rum. I mean, it's no Jerry Bud, but it's, it's pretty good. <laughs> I'm not mad at it. We're just going to. It's definitely achieving the same goal. Yeah. <laughs> so I was going to ask you too about we talked kind of about your development of new flavors and stuff like that. But as you've been going around and you, we kind of talked about what you've experienced going out into the market. But has there been anything aside from just like the growth of small communities, meeting all these new people, places, anything that surprised you or like looking back on it, just something that you did not expect was going to be what your life is now or just I don't know any any shockers. What I can't believe in the alcohol world and as I guess is translates to all people competing with something that is a flavor like CPG, anything. I thought you just make something that tastes good and you're done. Mm-hmm. Like, right? Everyone like, oh, they like the taste of this. Everyone's going to start buying it. And no, I'm sure everyone listening and all you guys can all think of something right now that has gotten so, so, so popular that doesn't taste good, doesn't have good branding. It's it's because they didn't get the barrel from the bottom of the ocean. I mean, they missed out. They missed out. They missed out. But what's so interesting is, is what was kind of shocking, both good and bad. Like I know how the world works, uh, but what's so weird is the alcohol space is just fueled by cash. Okay. And like the competition you're going up against, like you think you're just going up against flavor. Like at the end of the day, if I'm going up against Malibu, at the end of the day. Like, oh, my shit tastes better than yours. Well, no offense, Malibu. I think to, my, to I think my certain set, people. I think to yeah. certain people. Um, but if a bartender, for example, if a bar, if I go into a bar and they're debating between Malibu and Saltwater Woody, let's just say the price is the same for lack of for argument. They might not pick Saltwater Woody, but that's because, and Malibu, I don't know actually anything about Malibu and the their world. But we'll like, say like widget. We'll say widget. widget uh, we'll rum. say widget rum. Yeah. They might be giving the bar umbrellas umbrellas things yeah um or they might be doing something they're just or giving them a deal on their vodka that they also make like exactly and like or like there's some there's some alcohol brands that um say hey if you buy so much of you know this alcohol i have at the end of the year we'll give you so much of this fancy alcohol that you'll never get ever Yeah, that's right and i'm like there's there's so much weird competition that it's goes like on politics, in the alcohol space. Like, it's, it truly is yeah. politics. Um, and I I operate in the world of like relationships. Like I think alcohol is still a relationship. It's a it's a relationship building. Like there's some people who bring in saltwater woody because they like the flavor and they do that and, and trade. But some people who bring it in because they like that I came in had electric pina colada shots with them. Right. Like that's that's the fun thing where it's a relationship. Or like when I go into a bar and there's 
XYZ rum that I know is paying them or I know is doing events with them that are way out of my budget and like things like that. I'm like, I just, I, I won't be able to compete. That's what I think shocked me and surprised me the most that again, when you go into anything bright eyed and bush tail, you're like, Oh, if I make the best tasting XYZ yeah. or if I make the best, whatever, it'll just work. And no, it's, it's, you had to be marketing to your distributor the right way. You have to be marketing to your liquor stores and bars the right way. You have to have the right point of sale. You have to have the right, you have to make sure the consumers are buying it. You have to make sure the consumers are buying it here. You have to make sure the cocktails are being mixed the right way. You have to make sure the branding is staying the same in all those four tiers of the market. I mean, there's, there's literally so much to be aware of every day and everyone is attacking you. It's literally David versus Goliath, but there are five Goliaths, yeah. like The Office. And, and not, that Facebook group. <laughs> and that fucking Facebook group. Not, not to mention all that. They could love you. They could love your product. Like they see you all the time, but they just have a thousand other things going on in their mind too. Where yep. you're just not top of mind on a you know a certain single week when you really need to be on top of their mind. Exactly, and they're just like, oh shit, sorry man, I kind of forgot to to do that this week. My bad. And even if you do the back end work, the consumer is might the, not do it anyway. Real, that's that's their choice. So I got on the menu. So you're doing the strong. back end work, and then you still have to do the front end yeah. work to market it. Like, we have great placements, but we need more like awareness. Whatever. I've, yeah. I've mentioned this on the podcast before, I think, but I, I did some work for Brown Foreman previously, and and a number of years ago, Jack Daniels did a a, a study, and they basically came down to the idea of like you need. Uh, I think it was nine touches mm. for a brand before, like before you buy a new brand mm. from a marketing perspective. I so relate. that's like mm-hmm. you nine need, touches. Yeah, nine touches. Yeah. <laughs> six, six to nine that's touches. Exactly how many it takes me. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and uh, yeah, it could be a radio ad. It could be a social media ad that you see. It could be a TikTok. POS display. It could be a TikTok that an influencer was like talking about. Uh, and then all of a sudden, it's a convenience thing. So then you're in the store, you're buying a six pack of something, and then you see a display for Jack Daniels. It's like, oh yeah, actually, I've been meaning to try that. And then you decide to buy. It's about you've already heard about the brand and it's convenience. Yeah, it's and getting all that right is hard. Hard because it's so many processes. No, it's not. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> it's actually actually crazy. <laughs> yeah. um, but no, and the worst part is like the big companies. Not to shit on anyone, and it's XYZ it's big brand. It's yep. it's widget brand. Um, but the wacky thing is, is like I so like what my job is. Let's let's say for the state of Kentucky. So let's say I'm Kentucky state manager for Saltwater Woody, and I technically am. But yeah, that's Let's just say that's my only job. Yeah. So as a craft brand, I'm going into every single liquor store, every single bar trying to party with our distributors, trying to party with the liquor stores, trying to make sure the consumers see me all day long, trying to do everything I can. Versus if you're the Kentucky State Manager for XYZ Widget Alcohol, you're essentially what I call a laptop jockey, where you're literally standing behind your laptop seeing the data and saying, hey, our XYZ brand isn't selling this much. We need to push our distributor and have these incentives and be data-driven. It's like they've almost made alcohol back to what I left in banking. It's like we're bankers who happen to sell mm-hmm. alcohol. And it's like, no, banking or salt water or alcohol should be fun. And it is uh, so much of a... It's uh, esoteric or esoteric, whatever the word is. It's something that should just be felt versus yeah. seen, and more of the small business ethos, less of like <sighs> the like yeah. big business cartel. Like that, I don't know, we fight a lot. I mean, that's the big thing in beer because it's, oh. it was even. I mean, I guess in all all liquor categories, but it was all exacerbated by prohibition, and you have to big fight time. through so much red tape, and the people who you know survived or knew how to work in that system kind of have an evolutionary advantage to where we are now. Um, so yeah, but I think 
especially COVID was a good maybe kind of reset for some of that. For a lot of I people. mean, yeah. Yeah. so much of so much has changed since the 17th century. So much. Yeah. Yeah. Well, not everything. Kind of. I mean, kind of. Well, Paul, if you're if you're willing, we do know that you uh, oh, come from kind of like a you know pirate mentality background okay. with you guys, you know your your, your heritage and finding the barrel and stuff like that. Here we go. You're also an appreciator of you know like industrialism, and you kind of have that like banking background and stuff like that. Some things change through the centuries. Some things never do. Here we go. If you're willing, we do have a little game we would like to play with you this evening. Turn me on, I'm in. Uh, so we might call this game. Was it said by a 20th century industrialist mm. or a 17th century pirate? Ah. And you, have you guys read this yet? I haven't. All right. So you guys can play, too. Uh, so I'll, I'll read some quotes here. Should I read them in a pirate voice? We'll no. find out as we go. No. Um, I'll read you. So just as an example, I'll read you the first one. And you guys just to get it just to get it just for how the game goes. Uh, you'll just have to guess industrialist or pirate. Okay. Opportunity is missed by most people because it dresses in overalls and looks like work. I'm going with industrial. pirate. No, that's pirate. an industrialist. Yeah, yeah, but you heard the voice. <laughs> it's pirate. That's right. That's not. That's not Warren Buffett talking yeah. like that. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's a pirate. It's right. obviously Blackbeard. That was that was our example, and I chose it because I am always always persi- persistently dressed in overalls. Um, Thomas Edison. That's a Thomas Edison. So oh. industrialist, industrialist, industrialist. Wow. Gotcha. <laughs> All right. So now the game begins. <clears throat> Industrialist or pirate? It's a blessing for a man to have a hand in determining his own fate. A pirate. No, industrialist. <laughs> it's going to be a pirate every time. Well, I'm reading him like this because otherwise I think it would be... I heard that in Pirates fun. of the Caribbean. Okay. Well, those aren't pirates. That those was, are actors. That was Barbosa. Okay. All right. All right. All right. Uh, so we've got... Oh, I'm pirate. Pirate, industrialist. industrialist. Yeah, Barbosa said, how do you like them apples? <laughs> That was a quote from Blackbeard, the pirate. That was a pirate. Blackbeard, that the pirate. That actually was a pirate. Okay. Yeah. Side note, fun fact about Blackbeard. Pretty sure. No, Captain Morgan. Never mind. Never mind. Continue. Well, if you have a fun fact about Captain Morgan, we'd love to hear that. Too. Well, Captain Morgan is a son of a bitch. Yeah. Uh, because everyone thinks Captain Morgan's a big rum guy. Well, he was a British pirate, right? So it stands to question that he was raiding Spanish ships. Uh-huh. And Spanish at the time were drinking wine. So during his pirate oh, yeah, they're days, obsessed with like port and like that shit. Big time. Yeah. So during his days, his whole crew and he were drinking wine. Fucking posers. It wasn't until he actually retired to the island of Barbados that he drank rum, drank so much, couldn't get out of bed because his legs were so swollen. Uh, but actually, Captain Morgan, everyone thinks of him as the guy who puts his leg up on a barrel. He was nasty as they come. He would literally hang. So basically, he would come into your city, kill all the uh, women and children, and then the guys to get the, where the money was, he would hang them sometimes by their balls, uh, like hang them from their balls until they would rip off. And he would have them tell you, hey, where's the money? And he would ransack. He was there's some swacky stories about Captain Morgan because he would raid people and he would go nuts. Um, no pun intended, um, <laughs> I guess. Uh, but um, yeah, so he was wacky. So whenever I think of Captain Morgan now, I think he is the worst. What a baller. And Blackbeard, I know, has a rum connection, but I can't remember it off the top of my head right now. Uh, but I remember Captain Morgan's nuts, but I can't believe that's written by a pirate. I'll just drink it. saltwater Woody from now. <laughs> exactly. Nothing else. Nothing right, else. Uh, next quote. I'll tell you what I do. I go into a town and I hang them by their balls. <laughs> For All a right. second, I was like, what? No, that was not it. Um, I don't tell you the secret to getting rich. Redacted. You try to be greedy when others are fearful. 
And when you're when you try to be fearful when others are greedy. Has to be industrialist. That's Buffett. Yeah. Yeah, I'm gonna go pirate. Yeah. I, I already know. I know that, that's voice. Buffett. That, yeah. that is Buffett. Wait, that that's is? Warren Buffett quote. That yeah. is a Warren Buffett quote. Oh, I'll nice. tell you the secret to, get, to getting that's that's that, uh, that's uh, Jimmy Stewart. It's Jimmy Stewart. Oh, I'll, I'll tell you I'll, the I'll secret to getting rich. How do you do? Uh, how do you do Warren Buffett? You try to be greedy when others are fearful, and you try to be fearful when others are greedy. Is that still the pirate? <laughs> well, hey, that, you know, they kind of the same thing. Do, do you like the moon? Why Mary? do all my voices sound Irish? <laughs> You want me to take a big old lasso and just get the moon, get the for, moon you, for you? You're, you got a good uh, Jimmy Stewart. It's pretty good. Uh, all right, uh, number four. <laughs> David's never seen "It's a Wonderful Life," so <laughs> you 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 have Clarence energy. Am I wrong? Uh, anyway, <laughs> oh anyway, money is a terrible master, but an excellent servant. I think just all these are done. Are any of these pirates? I don't know. Pi- pirates. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I'm gonna say industrials again. I don't know. P.T. Barnum. Yeah, not exactly oh, okay. an industrialist, but in his own oh, way, absolutely man. an industrialist. They never found him off after he jumped off the airplane, right? What? Like with all the money? What? You're thinking of <laughs> no, you're thinking Cooper. of D.B. Cooper. <laughs> this is I like was the like, whoa, like wait a second. This is like the uh, greatest show on earth guy. Uh-huh. Barnum and Bailey. Okay, uh-huh. Mueller's trying to make a joke. Uh, I I got it, but I didn't. I didn't know. I couldn't have got the D.B. <laughs> Cooper thing. I didn't know that was his name. Same right here. here. Yeah. All right. Um, in an honest service. Some, tell me to tell David to swab the poop deck or something, please. <laughs> oh, there's ice everywhere. That's fine. I shouldn't have put it on top of the fridge. That's probably my fault. In an honest service, there's thin commons, low wages, and hard labor. In this, plenty, insanity, pleasure and ease, liberty, and power. That That's the only one I think is actually a pirate one. Okay. That sounds like a pirate. No, I'm going to say pirate. Okay. A pirate. It is... Joe Biden. No, it's not. <laughs> Bartholomew Black Bart Roberts. Oh, so I'm definitely shit. a pirate. For a second, I was yeah. like, no way. It's Joe Biden. I was like, that's wild. <laughs> it, was, it was Hunter. Uh, <laughs> number six. The question isn't who's going to let me. It's who's going to stop me. Joe that's, Biden. That was Scottish. Nah, it's Joe Biden. Joe Biden. Maybe, I think, man, maybe that's a pirate again. I think I'm going to go pirate there. I don't know. I don't, yeah. That is from... Russian American novelist Ayn Rand. I'm assuming from Atlas oh. Shrugged or The Fountainhead or something Most like that. Likely, yeah. yeah, not exactly an industrialist, but sometimes don't I make act. up the titles and then I just go wild. Don't ask Roger Baylor. He's never read Ayn. Never, Ayn never Ayn will. It's never all sweet. Shout out Roger Baylor. Sorry, go on. If your ship doesn't come in, you swim out to meet it. That's got to be pirate. I would assume pirate, but because it's tricky, I'm mm-hmm. going to say industrialist. Okay. I think my new answer is Joe Biden. <laughs> <laughs> These are actually all Joe Biden quotes. That was going to be the tip, the trick at the end. Uh, so that's by American humorist uh, Jonathan Winters, who was like, uh, he did a lot of like weird sitcoms in the 60s. We're going to call that an industrialist. Huh. TV is an industry, Michael. That's Alrighty. I'd like to live as a poor man with lots of money. Warren Buffett? Pirate that does that does sound like something Warren Buffett would say. One of the writers on Bioshock. Uh, industrialist. Mm. Gary V. Mm. Pablo Picasso. What? That's Pablo Picasso, an industrialist in the uh, art industry. Huh. Yeah. Mm. For my part, I'm the most innocent man of them all. Only I've been sworn against by guilty men. Pirate. Pirate? Pirate. Pirate. Captain William Kidd. Indeed. Indeed a good pirate. Huh. I don't know my pirates as well as I should. 
Do y'all well, ever know about the? I thought it'd be I'm easier. Gonna do, I'm gonna pull a John. Yeah. Are y'all aware of the um, the treasure in Nova Scotia, Oak Island? Oak Island. Of course, <laughs> David. Of course. You know about this. Yeah. No, I so, don't. John. Okay, John. Walk us down the road, Michael. Oh, yeah. you want me to do it? Yeah, yeah. You do it. All right. You were very so, excited about this, so. I don't exactly know where the legend started, but in like I think it's in Nova Scotia, or Newfoundland, somewhere up in that like Brunswick area of Canada on the East Coast. Uh, there's this. It's a pit sinkhole. It's like a yeah, it's a pit, and for some reason, there's a local legend that Sir Francis Drake, perhaps slash maybe Francis Bacon, Francis Bacon slash the Captain Kid, Captain I mean, Kid, yeah. yeah. So some pirate buried an insane treasure there. Um, like, you know, right around the time of the founding of the colonies and stuff like that. Whoa. And nobody knows how it got started, but they started excavating it. And everybody's like, ha ha ha. But then they started pulling up little bits of stuff that shouldn't have been there. So they pulled up these like palm leaves that only grow like in the Caribbean. And then they pulled up these like uh, boards that were from like a Spanish galley. And then they found these little bits of parchment and stuff, stuff that shouldn't have been there just naturally if it was a natural sinkhole. So they're like, oh, somebody actually excavated this and buried something. And then, like, every time, because it's, like, in coastal tidewaters, they try to dig down to it, uh, it just ends up, like, they there, spend a million dollars, and it just collapses. There, there, there are tunnels that intentionally sink the sinkhole. Yeah. Right. That, that were Well, excavated. that's debatable, because some people say it's just the way that, the, like, the tides go well, in and out. Sure. But every time they try to do it, it, it... Yeah. And so, like, what, like, four or five or six different people have spent their entire fortunes at this point... Is this on to Discovery the Channel? There, was so a show there is it, yeah. a show about okay, it, and I don't think this. they've ever actually got to the bottom got of to it. The bottom of it? <laughs> no, no, they're like trenches. No pun intended. Yeah, <laughs> it, it, it was intended. They flood out every time. Every time. Which is yeah, is nuts. it purposefully? Is it a, is it a trap that was set for? And and then there are wild theories out there, yep. like okay, so it's it's Sir Francis Drake, and he's just like oh the original Shakespeare manuscripts or yeah, Sir Francis Bacon. He was actually Shakespeare. Francis Drake. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Bacon. Yeah, Bacon was actually Shakespeare, and like he had the manuscripts down at the very bottom of this thing. So that was what the- that was that was the the point of Oak Island, Captain Kid. I, I did a J- John tangent on that one. I apologize. No, but- I'm into it. I'm turned on by this. Okay, I'm interested. David, you gonna do the last two? Arg! <laughs> you should have been the pirate all along. <laughs> Wealth is like a seawater. No, you shouldn't have. <laughs> the more we drink, the thirstier we become. And the You're same just doing is old drag. Fame. Okay. Industrial. Industrialist. No. I'm but gonna, it also it sounds like pirate, but it, it does. Uh, but I'm going to say it industrialist. industrialist. Okay, industrialist. That's from uh, Arthur Schopenhauer. He was oh, more of a Arthur. philosopher than an industrialist, but it was Arth- like such a good quote that it was oh, like, "I'm in, I'm in." Um, this one's hard. Why is rum gone? <laughs> that is a great one. Yeah, <laughs> that's a great. Idea. Wait, did you find those? You didn't like have a Google uh, of like that. No, you made those Chad yourself. GPT. Well, I just like found quotes from industrialists and pirates. No way. And you then came up Johnny with that Depp yourself. The, well, you came up with that did. difference. That no, that's, we, we put this game together just for you, Paul. If that's what you're asking. No, yes. that's like yes. yes. You didn't just like find that. That's inc- you yeah. made it. Yeah. We, we make games. Yeah, we make games. That's, that's like what we do. Do you want to play a game? It's like yeah. That's so no, here. I always it's a think, low stakes song, and you game, can't yeah. leave until you get them all right. <laughs> <laughs> but no, do you guys ever play like Jackbox? Yes. Yeah. yeah the sure. people that come up with those trivia questions, I just think like, how do you come up with that? Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking like, uh, you had to get that from someone. You came up with that yourself. Uh, there this was like an hour of googling this morning. What the hell? There, there the. 
John and David are really good at doing games. It's fun. They they yeah. they do games. I just like I'm go, I just go on Reddit and be like, oh, what's this person asking? And then I just like will create. A I, I do want to do next time Paul's on. I want to do a segment where we like do trolling of the. Uh, Missionaries of Rum or whatever it was, like oh, Facebook account. I love yeah. missionaries. We should oh. just spend the whole time live stream trolling that like Facebook group does. So. I'm in. Yeah. Uh, uh, See if you gotta let in. Not yet. For a while, they Not also yet. wouldn't let you post TikToks to their Facebook page because I was doing all these like rum based TikToks and like they were getting banned. And then other, then sometimes the admins would post TikToks. And I'm like, you guys, it was obviously oh, yeah. mad at them. Fucking cartels, dude. Literally, cartels. Though. Well, Literally. I've I've really enjoyed uh, this a lot so much uh, I, i'm just i'm just trying to <laughs> I've, I've enjoyed this a lot so much why is the rum gone? Uh, why is the rum always gone you know uh no what i'm trying to say eloquently which i'm not doing very well uh is that i've actually never had saltwater woody before today hey, let's go baby so yeah. when john um, said there's three fans he was talking about those three i count as six john. people mm-hmm. so yeah uh, okay <laughs> oh, okay cool i have had enough saltwater woody as six people uh, and you know, I'm all in now. I got the hat, I got the bandana. I've had like three cocktails at this point. You are a vibe right now. Yeah, I, I am, good. I'm having good. I'm, I'm having you're a good you're time. looking better with the hat on. I got to tell you. Yeah. Thanks, John. Uh, <laughs> I uh, yeah, I've, I've, I'm excited to keep trying this brand. It's gonna be fun. I'm gonna oh, yeah. actually buy it in store. So, like you hey. said, it's all about relationships. It's all about like just once you get to know somebody, especially in a, in a smaller brand, you're like, wow, I am all in on this. I'll tell uh, you my favorite place in town to go get a salt water woody cocktail and good food. Please. 80 20 Kalins. They always have oh, your own stuff going down there. Yeah. And they sell it like in the little like pouches. They do Shout really good out cocktails. Kevin Turner there is the MVP bar manager. <sighs> yeah. He can. I would love to go back there because I haven't been there since. 2021 probably I, I, like subtle shout out. Like it's my favorite burger in Louisville right now. So Turn especially up. in, in okay. this time of uh, Louisville beer week. Happy. It, wait, it yeah. is burger. I mean, burger, burger week. week. It yeah. is burger. Oh, damn it! I need. To, I need. I need to text him. It is burger week. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He, as Kevin's, we're recording, can we get you done? Uh, well, speaking of Louisville Burger Week, there's uh, so many things going on in, in Louisville over the next few months. Uh, David, why don't you just tell us a little bit about it, dude? There's this list is so much it's larger, so much than it normally is. What? Normally, we're like, I'm, I'm a national. Let's news go wrap Let's talk a, a little bit about the local news, but there's so much like packed into just August at this point, and then coming into September, uh, and we have a lot more to announce too. And um, I thought of something else in August. So before you leave August and go to September, ooh, do you remember? I'm excited about learning yes. about these. Okay. I wrote it. I wrote it down, but okay, you don't. Uh, the soonest one is going to be the Dog Days of Summer event at Monarch Beer Company. Um, we had the idea to partner with uh, a local brewery to make a can label that featured literally anybody that wanted to donate to Humane Society could get their dog on a label. Hell so yes. small donation, big reward. Uh, we John here designed an amazing label. Um, it. It's going to well, get... So if you donated uh to the cause uh and i think we ended up raising like eighteen hundred dollars i guess so 18 spaces is that right yeah uh, oh, and then everybody shit. sent us a picture of their dog and then we put them all together mosaic style uh so you can pick those those labels up with the beer at monic on dog days wow. right which is yeah. august 5th. yeah yeah august 5th. it's gonna be fun it's gonna be really cool uh there'll be a dog competition there's multiple categories to enter wackiest um, tail is always the most contentious <laughs> <laughs> they have some incredible like categories. It's going to be hosted and you can get beer and you can support Kentucky Humane Society as well because nice. a lot of the proceeds are going back to them. Um, it was a really fun event to 
host in the previous past, but also to build on this future. Um, we also have stains. Uh, Steins on Main. <laughs> there will be stains. Stains. Stains yeah. on Main. No, Steins on Main, uh, which is a first of its kind event coming huh. to the Main Street area of downtown Louisville. Um, it's going to be Oktoberfest theme with games, prizes, etc. Um, I think we've got a ton of good partners in there. And uh, it's in the like old repur- repurposed space. The right? repurposed lot. Yeah. 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 And it's good to see events coming back downtown because everybody like is like needs it. Yeah. Louisville downtown. Is that the brick? The brick surrounded. Yep, yeah, exactly. That place is sick. Excellent place to drink some margin beers. It's with a great your friends. pickleball court, court. So yeah. Huh. Uh, Malwide's okay. returning for another year for their Hops on the Hill Festival. Um, that's always a great time. They always pull in a couple of breweries to do some fun stuff um, regionally. So I think this year they've got uh, Dissolver, Streetside, and that's it. There's <laughs> another one. I don't uh, remember. Yeah. yeah. But they're going to produce both their own beer for Hops on the Hill and also a collab beer with those three breweries, one of which I forgot. Sick. We'll yeah. put it in the show notes. Well. We're not. We're not. Uh, but that's a that's a whole day event. That's also on the same day as dog days. So go take your dog it's out. A big day for beer. Get them all worn out. Big have day. them play in the puddles and the little like kitty pools, and then <laughs> yeah, take them home. Yeah. Let them rest. Go out and have your little hops. And have a good time. And if that's not enough, Butchertown Brewing is celebrating their second anniversary. Second anniversary. Yeah, they're what two, day is they're this? two years old. Wow. When is this? Uh, they are celebrating their second anniversary between August third and sixth. Cool. So they have a f- like four days of events, right? There. That was a, that was a long labor from Andy Cobb, three day birth, th- three day birth. Is mm. that what I'm hearing? Yeah, seventy two hours of yep. labor. Yep, yeah, oh. yep. Just right for three days. Yeah, yep. just trying to trying to open it. Labor labor of love, they would say. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, yeah, and then uh, also this week, as we're recording, just do want to give a shout out to Old Louisville Brewery. Mm-hmm. They're celebrating currently their seventh anniversary. That's hard to believe, too. Old Seven Louis years, Louis. yeah. Time I mean, freaking yeah. flies. Yeah, I, I can't believe it. I mean, who who would have thought? Such a good space, such a good community space. Yeah. Uh, they do just they, the run clubs and like just, I mean, uh, Wade's Pale Ale and their Kentucky Common and like the support of the neighborhood. Kentucky Common. Shout out to Old Louisville. Love those guys. Yeah. Solid. Happy birthday. Foothold in the like Old Louisville neighborhood. Yeah. Yeah. But like we're we're getting this out, but even even like it, the, the fall is just so jam packed. I know. Jam packed. Um in one of our favorite festivals, Bourbon and Beyond is returning again. Huge. Uh they have absolutely destroyed this lineup. Um, yeah. Paul, just look at the lineup. I mean, yeah, just Damn. just read that. Just read that lineup. Duran Duran. Wait, the Killers, Black Keys, Bruno Mars. Am I not? Yeah, Train, Billy Strings. Dude, this is nuts. Hozier, what, what day would, Brothers. What day are you going to go to? I would probably go to the Saturday. Black Keys, Black Crows, Avid Brothers, Spoon. I'm a big Spoon fan. I don't know. I don't think I know Spoon. They're like, uh, yeah, kind of like grunge punk good not punk uh, just good 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 just kind of grungy rock hell yeah. yeah but also blondie dude blondie would be nuts dude this is sick they always say that um, maybe this uh, is not what we're supposed to be saying but you like know that you're not cool anymore when like the like actual expensive music festivals like start sounding more appealing than like you know the ones that are like hip and like Unknown. it's like xeno bat tramp 
band flyer and you're like who's that but then it's like oh black keys you're like yeah i'm going to that one yep that's me that's diarrhea me. planet yeah yeah, yeah 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 exactly diarrhea Di- planet is awesome <laughs> they are awesome don't get me wrong i saw them like uh, two months ago they're from, Cin- they're from cincinnati i went to college with uh one their professor what's a teacher at a or their dad one of their dads is a teacher at xavier where i went go muskies and he literally had to tell his class hey guys <laughs> you guys should see my son's band <laughs> what subject did he teach? Oh, I, I was can't hoping you'd say physics. Economics. Oh, I can't remember. Well, if it was physics, then the kids would be like, "Can you describe the gravitation of the diarrhea planet?" It was accounting too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but when they when they walk off stage and you're like waiting for the encore, everyone chants "Diarrhea." Oh my yeah, gosh! Yeah. But no, That's this this shit. is uh, September 14th through 17th, and then I will say, just selfishly, last year I saw Brandy Carlisle. At Bourbon Beyond, one, one of the best live shows I've ever seen. Sick, it's fantastic. She's opening again on Thursday, September fourteenth. Buy your tickets; it's it's worth it. Yeah. Why not? Mm. It's gonna be fun. Yeah, you guys also didn't mention Brew the Zoo. Oh, you guys will be all over that. A classic. Yeah, a classic. I think it's August twenty sixth. Yes. Tell probably, us more, Paul. I don't know. Well, no, one of my buddies on the board, so I don't know. I just Brew the Zoo one time changed my life, and it was yeah, Brew the Zoo is fun. How it's did it change your life? Fun. I want to know. One time. So the first time I went to Brew the Zoo when it was first getting started, my two, myself and two other dudes all went. We walked from my house, and it was just a random day, and not many people were there. It was, it was back when before it was known. Drake's was giving out like mini burgers. They had like all this Drake random food. Uh, Drake's. Oh, <laughs> oh, okay. Cool. But I literally remember. You can find me on my small grill. I did, I didn't get. <laughs> that was good. Flipping burgers. Anyway, <laughs> I didn't get too drunk. I got the perfect amount of drunk. We saw all the animals we want to see. You got close to the animals. You get to pet the llamas and all the weird shit you have to do. And it was to this day. There will never be a day that will top that day of Brute Zoo. Brute Zoo back in the day was Nuts. legit. It's it gotten a little bit more corporate. Yeah. No, no, no fault of their well, own. Well, it's just big now. It's There's big. just a lot of people. It's big. A lot of people. But like back in the day, it was like smaller. There was a dance floor. Yep. The, the uh, What's that band that everyone loves in Louisville? The Crashers. Louisville uh, Crashers. Yeah. Louisville Crashers. Tony and the Tan Lines. Tony and the Tan Lines. Uh, but yeah, dude, it was, it used to be something. And it still is something. Don't get it's a wrong. fundraiser at the end it of the day. It is a fundraiser I will, at the end of the day. I will caveat. Yeah. It is a fundraiser. Um, but yeah, dude, Brazil. Uh, the other thing that we really like to talk about here is uh, Louisville Beer Week. Are you familiar with Louisville Beer Week? Uh, when is it this year? It's October 20th through the 27th. Oh. And one of the things that we always love to do every year for Louisville Beer Week, uh, as we're coming on the sixth anniversary of this, is we, we like to pair breweries together just Ooh. randomly. Just be like, hey, y'all, you've never done a collab before, probably. Uh, so we just take kiss. all the breweries <laughs> and now kiss. Yeah. Uh, and David, we are slowly rolling out all the breweries over the course of the next few weeks that are doing a collab for Louisville Beer Week. Yeah. So this week we are super excited to announce the next in the series is going to be very good. That was pretty good, actually. That sounded nice. Very good. Uh, Against the Grain and Goodwood. Ooh. Ooh. There's some behind-the-scenes action on this one. They're very closely intertwined brands. They've been in Louisville for 10-plus years, both. So I am interested in if they kind of bring out something old that was like reminiscent of Louisville's like early craft beer. Yeah, bring like, back BBC Porter, guys. Yeah, come on. Mm. Or if they kind of go, you know, break that path and go something like Wait, really David, new. Can you explain what that means? Like, I know how typically beer clowns work, but like, 
what does it mean that they're going to collab for this? What does so that mean? Excellent like question, Paul. Yeah. <laughs> hey, I ask questions too, guys. I ask questions too. Hey. Great. Um, we got this guy back, right? <laughs> <laughs> so for six years of us doing Louisville Beer Week uh, as a group together, um, we've always tried to push the boundaries in what is our community. And you mentioned like community being a huge part of mm-hmm. like your brand and building it. So for us, we always thought like, dude, these guys are all friends, you know, and if they're not, we're going to make them friends. So the answer to that is to put them in a randomizer and hit that button. Mm. And then it's like, this is the person you're going to collab with. And they're like, what? No, I don't know. I don't know these people. You're making it sound like a school project. And it kind of is. It kind of can be or I mean, oh, sorry. I'm with I'm with what all of you guys are saying. Like it can be. But that's why they did those things. But what but what does a collab mean? So like, does it mean that all right, so he look, makes three of the ingredients, he makes Paul, four of the ingredients? <laughs> no, no, no. Like, it's, it's normally a collaborative recipe, idea, shared concept for what they're trying to achieve in the beer. Got it. Um, and then, you know, ultimately it has to be decided on like who brews it where. So there's a lot of like cross, uh, cross training is the wrong word, but mm. kind of like like overlap and like oh this is how you operate your brew house and this is how i do my thing cool and this and is the real what answer we were is, trying it's to never achieve. the same because some some people might just be like hey let's split the ingredients let's just split the beer it's a, like just a true 50 50 but sometimes we you know you might get like a a one barrel or two barrel brew house paired with like a 30 40 barrel brew house and Big so then difference. it's just like yeah so then it's like do we do it on the small system or do we do it on the big system so they huh. kind of get to be creative inside of that too to be like what do we want to do um, so there's never a uniform answer, but that's kind of why it's fun, just because everybody Sick. ends up doing it. And we have out of state breweries that have a Louisville like presence that are going to be participating in the collab too. So that'll be fun with like Highwire, cool. uh, Country Boy, West Six, Pivot, Country Boy, out, out, out of town, but yeah. Hey, what's Pivot? Uh, Pivot in Lexington. In Lexington, Pivot's brewery Lexington. and cidery. Yeah. Damn. Okay. Yeah. Shit. Excellent stuff. I need to so, brush up my brushes yeah well it, it, you know we, we do have a guide for you we have a, uh, we have a passport I guide ready to go. That you can have. I yeah. ready to go yeah it's, uh, it's dressed in neoprene yeah, exactly neoprene uh, no but it's a, it's really there are multiple ways you can look at that i mean there's also the, the the home and home approach where you brew on one system and then you say okay we'll split the costs on that or not but then you also go to the other breweries you know system and do another beer on that later on down the road so there's so many different ways you can look at this situation and whatever they end up doing you know that's on them we're we're always really happy that they just get to come together and and come just just they just they just come you know that's so nice (laughs) yeah all over louisville yeah all over louisville (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah but no uh goodwood Uh, and against the grain you know there's like there's a good little you know, parent the company there with uh, Bluegrass Brewing Company, and they kind of just both off, off mm-hmm. shot. Because uh, Sam and Jerry, at least, were BBC. BBC, and then Goodwood also was mm-hmm. in its own way came from BBC. Yep. So hmm. yeah, they're both gonna, on Main Street. They're both on Main mm-hmm. Street. They're like right next door. I mean, not right. They next really door, are. Close enough, damn, right? Right, damn right next yeah. door to each other. A mile. I mean, yeah, like, yeah a mile or so. So a bit of it. it'll be fun. Yeah, fun yeah. fact. Yeah, I think so. I want to party in Louisville. Well, October twentieth to twenty seventh, we yeah, have VIP passes to oh, Little Beer Fest kickoff yes. event. If you're in town, See, you would be the only one there because we actually don't have VIP passes. But I, I have some. I'm used to being the only VIP. Nah, give me well, I mean, I you're, you're, you're the some CPO. I can't make the joke. So, can't make the joke. Yeah. Can't, can't do it. Oh, can't do it. I, I see where you're going. Can't do it. Yeah, it's just. Well, to that point, uh, we usually take this time as we close out to say thank you so much for coming thank on. Uh, is you. there anything that you'd like people to know about? 
Uh, man. Um, no, actually. So one thing, side note, I wanted to tell you guys um, is some one wacky thing. And I think you'll appreciate this the most too, but also you might, I don't know you guys as well. Sure. Um, but I've also, so alcohol, um, some could argue it's the most healthy thing in the world. I believe that anything that makes you smile is good for you. Mm-hmm. And I fully believe that alcohol makes you smile. Uh, but alcohol, I, I, for my job the last three years, I have just been battering my body down. Mm-hmm. Drink a lot of Red Bull, a lot of shots, a lot of Underberg, a lot of Fernet, a lot of Green Chartreuse, a lot of it's just every alcohol that you can ever imagine. And it's been somewhat unhealthy. So over the last six months, I've gone like so far the other direction, like super health. I've like joined a lot of local like CSAs. So those of you listening, community support agriculture. Uh-huh. Uh, I started making my own bone broth at home. Uh, I started like eating like like organs, meat, like liver, heart, spleen, like things like that. Experimenting like, but I'd like in a perfect world, a perfect week for me. I literally everything I eat, I will have bought locally. This only works in the summer. Winter is a little bit harder. Sure. Um, but I as will say like the greatest thing about alcohol for me in this whole job those last three years is while it's been unhealthy and like the, obviously the most fun I've ever had. It's challenged me because I think during my weekdays are so unhealthy and the weekend I then had to be healthy versus the opposite. Most people are healthy during the weekdays and then unhealthy. And like, that's the great thing about like whatever you get into, like moderation's key, yeah. but it, it, everything changes when you do a startup, do your own thing. Um, and it's just challenged me to find out new things about myself, but also join your local CSA, buy your food locally. Um, and it's the way to do life. Um, uh, but then drink some water woody and have a good time. Yeah. Well, I was going to do something different, but after that, I'm going to change mine. So I'm going to go back to Greek mythology and Roman <laughs> mythology as I sometimes do. Uh, but to, to with the point that you were just making, uh, I would basically just invite people to uh, read the legends surrounding uh, the Greek god uh, Dionysius, like the Greek god of wine and uh, like jubilation and uh, having, you know, the spirit of alcohol be something that unites people and makes you smile and makes hey have a fun time uh, with the uh the corollary god that I think the Romans had, although it was a, a Greek thing too, I just don't remember the name, for, for Bacchus. Hmm. Um, and if you ever see like the little drunk goblin who's like, Bleh! like that's fat. Bacchus. And he's like not doing good with booze. Like he's not incorporating into his life. It's no longer making you smile. It's become something that's like taking over. It's become a demon. He is a little demon almost. Like, huh. uh, so choose Dionysus over Bacchus. And sometimes it's hard when like I'll cause your job to make that distinction, but it's some, it's important to put like the right thing on the top of the pyramid, whether it's be a party or officer fi- or not a party pooper. Yeah, there you are. Chief. It's because you said the C-suite thing. It's because you said the C-suite thing, guys. It's because he said the C-suite. I want to, I just, I have to do something now. Like, <laughs> I like geez, it. Louise. No, uh, you know, C-suite. What about C-salt? Hey, uh, <laughs> wow. Fuck. <laughs> David, what do you got? Yeah, 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 just choose Dionysus. That's it. That's it. Uh, oh, I, shit. I, I didn't really expect this like hippie culture to like protrude from the last two answers. Hey, that's all we do. That's all. Uh, we, that's so how we vibe. I, so I'm gonna. I was gonna go with plants, house plants. Like, mm. we clean the air. Hell yeah. Put them in your house. Um, you you can foster them. You can watch them grow. You can put them in bigger pots. You can put them in you know anywhere there's light. Hell yeah. Uh, they're aromatic. They make great like. Just like feature pieces. I feel like you're growing weed in your basement. Is that what you're trying to tell us? No, no, no. Uh, no. These are just <laughs> he plants. bought his first house plant the okay. other day. Plants. <laughs> just plants. It's good for you. No, no, they were, yeah, they were put there by a man in a factory downtown. 
Uh, my shout out is going to be uh, squirrels. Uh, okay. I All discovered right. a superpower this week, and I am now a squirrel whisperer. Okay. Yes. Paul's got it. If you're watching <laughs> on YouTube, you already know. Uh, I uh, literally today was for the first time in my life over the well, first time in my life over the course of last week when I've been trying. Mm-hmm. No. I no. caught the attention of a squirrel. <laughs> In my front yard by doing the the hand nah. wave thing. This and is all real. This through, is all real. Through my window at my office. So I was at my desk. I was uh-huh. looking out of my front yard and I saw a little ba- little baby squirrel. Okay. And it was like just rummaging through my front yard. And I start I, I kind of tapped on the window to get it get its attention. And I was like doing the little the hand wave that I've seen on TikTok. And all of a sudden that squirrel just like kind of peeked its head up. It's like mm-hmm. what? What's going on over there? Hey, buddy. And then the squirrel came towards me mm-hmm. onto my window. It was like on it was first at the at the base of the porch, kind of just like looking up, doing all like little jerky movements. And then it jumped onto my porch swing, kind of nice. came onto the, the the perch of the porch swing. And then it came onto the arm of the porch swing, which is closest to my window. And it just stared at me all while I was doing the little arm wavy thing. And then I went out there and I brought it some dog treats because that's all I had. I don't have nuts. Mm -hmm. And I think I'm going to do this every morning for the rest of my life because I'm just this is just what, uh, you know, what 31 does to me. I just Mm. I'm just going to get this straight. Yes. There was a squirrel in your yard. Yes. And then you stood in front of your window for 20 minutes doing this. No, I sat in front of my window no, at my you desk. Do that, you do that move and desk. they come to you. And they come to you. Like it's something about like the how it mimics the tail or something yeah. where you catch their attention and they're just like, what's going on over here? I think, do you guys watch Rick and Morty, by the way? Yes. Remember when he, he like, uh, Morty gets like, learns how to talk to animals uh-huh. and he hears the squirrels yes. like little boy little boy can you hear us <laughs> the the coup in the coup in costa rica is going quite well oh yeah, take <laughs> like, we gotta move we gotta move so good oh jeez. all right oh, geez. squirrel whisper i'll try it I'll yeah, try yeah. It. so yeah. i literally as soon as you said i was like he's got him he's gotta be talking about this he's gotta be. yes shout out to squirrels and uh because squirrels i said everywhere. shout out to fuck squirrels. squirrels they eat all of our tomatoes but maybe i'll try the move because john said fuck squirrels uh hey, squirrels we gotta, run we the gotta world. hang out and squirrels uh, run the world drink some cocktails tonight thank you so much paul for coming right, on thanks guys this is tight this is tight